1: What's up, everybody? I'm Carl Nassim, a seven year NFL veteran, the CEO of the Raze app. This is the NFL Players Second Acts podcast. Yeah!
2: Oh! Let's go! Let's go! There we go! There we go!
1: Light it oh, up. Wait, was it just oh, for a, oh, like a sound bite? Yeah. What the f yeah. was I looking at? <laughs> 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 what the f <fuck> was, <laughs> was, <laughs> <terrible? laughs>
3: was I doing? Yeah. Oh, oh gosh.
2: Yeah. You just killed our mom. What was What's up, everybody? I'm Pina Tillman, and this is the NFL Player Second Acts Podcast. And with me, as always, my late friend, uh, Roman. Mate, I'm still alive,
0: <laughs> Wait. Well,
2: I'm
3: still alive. You are alive,
2: but you're, you're, you're not. A, my, my, my unpunctual, my punctual friend, because yeah, you're not punctual. That was not
3: on time. My guy who's yeah, not on time, tardy, Roman tardy. Harper. Yeah, tardy, my tardy yeah. friend, Roman Harper. What's up, baby? How you feeling? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate that. And, you know, the thing about recording is that they do not know I'm late. Until you, you were late earlier it in the day, and it's okay. I, I like
2: what you're wearing. You got the Alabama. Gray. It's cold in here. You <laughs> matching up top with this,
3: like you, f- you know what I'm saying? All right, let me just get on to what I need to say, which is thank Moment you to all of our listeners and watchers out there. Continue to always tune in. Appreciate it as always. Give us a five star rating. Hit that button. Follow. Give us a review. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, and also anywhere. You pick up, and that is anywhere that you pick up your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts. And once again, thank you for iHeartRadio Studios here in New York for hosting us this weekend. Yeah. It's been a really great time. So, Peanut, uh, tell, uh, let's introduce our guest. Go ahead. Yeah, we got a we got a local. We got a local guy. He is a local. He just
2: drove right on over in his Yukon um, grandma driver. That's he what, is a grandma his, his, driver. He is, he's a slow that. driver. We'll talk about right that there. later. We're, that's exactly um, where we're going. He's a third-round pick uh, in the 2016 draft out of Penn State. Let's uh, played seven seasons in the NFL as a defensive end linebacker with the Browns, Raiders, and the Bucks. Recorded 25 and a half sacks in his career. He is now the CEO of a tech company called Rays. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Carl Nassib.
3: Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. All right. So, Carl, how does it feel to be a champion? Of the slow drivers
1: crew, it's great, man. It's a it's a crown that I you know take very seriously. um i represent the slow drivers. My Why? little brother is constantly getting speed. I mean, Why? I don't need to get anywhere that quickly, man. I'm retired. You know Why? what I'm saying? i think it's not do that you for, it's go not so slow? Is, is, no, is, Dan, Because I is,
2: love it. Are you like, right off the bat? I just love two,
1: this energy, dude. Are you? Like, are, you oh <laughs> are you a ten and two driver? Oh my god, are you two driver? No, I'm just like a six. I just like chill down here. Okay, I mean, yeah, I like you a
3: little bit or like i like outside. you a little no. bit more now okay. because
2: yeah. you
1: said you're a six o'clock driver. no i'm chilling you but know what i
2: mean there's i no can't rush. stand the yeah. slow drivers that are 10 and 2 y'all make me sick i can't i can't yeah, relax be to a little bit it's run y'all off the road yeah. it's like get i got to i got soccer practice no, i got to
1: go to i like living in new york this year i do feel a little bit of you know road rage like seeping into my bloodstream like there's something about the city when driving through that <laughs> yeah. like, i mean was driving drivers. home I, I was driving home, getting out of the city. This was like two weeks ago. And I was like, damn, I've been living in New York like this. You know, we're all stuck in traffic trying to get in the Holland Tunnel. And this c- cab is laying on his horn <laughs> for like probably 20 seconds. So I rolled down my, am I allowed to curse on yeah, this? Yeah, go for it. Right, so Let like, it fly. Let it fly. So I'm, da- I'm downtown. Like, you know, I think it's Tribeca where I was, wherever the Holland Tunnel comes in. And I rolled down my window. He's honking on his horn for 20 seconds. And I scream, shut the up and it like reverberated <laughs> through the streets and then he heard it and like stopped honking. And then this like really out of shape dude walking by goes, Thank you. And I'm like, <laughs> and I just, I just pointed at, him. I'm like, there was like that, Yeah. I was like, you're welcome. And I was on the phone with my sister and she's like, what's happening. And so I was like, don't, like worry, don't worry way, about right? it. It's yeah. like, oh. And then I just carried on my day. So like that, you know, you went in Cleveland, Tampa, Vegas, that was never me. So there's some transitions happening on a deeper level that I don't know or for the better. Oh, my God.
3: That's kind of... Well, <laughs> it, this all started because before we started this whole conversation, this whole podcast, before we kicked it off, Carl was saying, like, you know, I don't drive fast. No, I'm just, I don't. I'm, You know, I'm always just kind of like... Yeah, chill. for sure. And we were wondering because you live here in the city. I'm like, how are you not on level 12 all the time in the car? He's like, ah, just kind of... I mean. Another thing about living in the city, my caffeine addiction has
1: skyrocketed. skyrocketed. You know I mean? <laughs> There's something about living in New York. It's like a, like an unspoken competition about who's the busiest. Uh-huh. And I'm like, dude, it's it's not that serious. Again, like, we get it. You go to you go to work. You know what I mean? But have you ever been in an NFL camp? Like, no, you haven't. So, like, you don't know what busy is. It's true. So, uh, you know. What I, is that comparison? Living
2: in New it, York, working in New York easiest, versus like. It's
1: so easy. You know, I went to the U.S. Open and I watched Like one of the best. I mean, it was the first time at US Open. I saw Carlos Alcaraz play, and it it was electric. And you know, my boyfriend went to the Olympics for swimming, and I'm watching. We're watching him, and I said, "Man, it must be nice to just play your sport and not having somebody across the ball trying to kill you. You know what I mean? Trying to punch you in the face. Like you just get to go out there play your sport, like." no, they can't even get five feet from you. You know, he's on the other side of the court and like being a swimmer, he's like, yeah, it's pretty nice. You know? Yeah, So no, you can't
3: cross lanes. You no, you can't. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So New like nothing compares
1: to football, nothing compares to, uh, that type of physicality, that commitment. So it's, it's all pretty, pretty easy skating from retirement. All
3: right. So tell me, what is the best thing about retirement so far? You've used the term a couple times. times. What, what is it's the lovely. best thing about it it's so far for Carl? I, know, so,
1: I mean this list could go on and on. It's, uh,
3: Give me it's a top you, five know, then. W- you know you reti- <laughs>
1: know I top five is watching football. I mean, when I ret- it was the last thing I expected, like when football your the whole last life thing I was expecting you to yeah. Say. So you know I was on the Browns, Te- we were terrible. Like you know we I was one. I entered the league and I was one in thirty one. That was my record first two years in the league. <sighs> like I think I had nine defensive coordinators in seven years. So like there were so many things that came with playing football that like I hated, and it was like the media. Um, some of the, you know, outside things that come with being an NFL player. So it was like a love-hate relationship. And now I just love it. And it's awesome. This was like last Sunday. I think I was, you know, watching four hours of football. I had to get up and go to the basement gym and like run a mile and then get back to watching football because I was like rotting on my couch as a potato um, just watching hours and hours of football. So that's definitely number one. I'm really wow. surprised at how much I love just watching the game and like, t- I'm, you know, Texting all my former teammates, you know, great plays. It's, yeah. it's really, I can't wait to like go to a game and see them play in person. So definitely watching footballs and one, at least the most surprising benefit of that's cool. Retiring. That's yeah. cool. I didn't think you'd say
3: that. I didn't. Yeah. Well, I, I, most I can, relate like, to that a little I'll bit retire, though. Like, dude, I just really enjoy watching the game now. It's it's awesome. I used to get so annoyed at these
1: commentators because, like, you just have the stress and you're under so much pressure, and the competition is so high that you have you're one more person critiquing you. You're like, Fuck that motherfucker. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. 100%. And you just get so mad. And now I'm like, I just have, a, like, all that stress is gone. You know, they're explaining things to my European boyfriend who doesn't know any of the, like, he's actually getting better at the rules. Yeah. I'm like, oh man, they're explaining things. You know, like, their commentary is explaining it. To, to people like who, who didn't grow up playing. Yes, so right. uh, it's entertaining and I love it. So uh, it's very surprising that I am loving it this much. All right, so what do you miss, if anything about the game? Oh, that's a lot. I miss a lot. Um, I miss, it's weird. I miss sprinting. Like, being an all-out sprint on the field, you like, can still do that. I know, but it's hey, like, that's I wanna, like these are two answers. Like, not yeah, I didn't explain this. I'm like, like, being honest. Like, I, like, I was not giving these. I was like, we uh, can go I right, right now. Here, say, if you want to like do this again tomorrow, I can come up with better answers. Like we can run it back tomorrow, and I can have better answers for you. Um But I have this like weird inner urge to sprint as fast as I can, and like I don't do that. I like you know run on the treadmill, hit the bike, um, workout. Most days, and I just miss being fast. I miss playing the game. Like I really yeah. miss just playing football and rushing quarterbacks. Was the last
3: time you sprinted like full speed. You're right, Carl. Uh, you know what I mean. Uh, I don't think speed. I've like sprinted since I retired. Like, like like gutted it. Gutted it. Like you're trying to hit top speed on
1: yeah. like a flying twenty or something. You know it's what been I mean? A minute.
3: Yeah. Like not that's a speed, been. A I'm like, dude, I feel should, like it's probably good for the soul. Should, we you should know? do that. I think I should totally do that. I might your blow hand, a hammy. I'm about to say, your hamstring <laughs> is going to turn, it's going to turn, it ain't going to be a Kevin Hart he It's going to turn to dust. Yeah. <laughs> <all right. laughs>
2: when we done, let's go on the street and, and sprint. You want to do it?
1: No, you need some soft surface. You can't no, be
2: running on the street. No, we got to do it down no, in New York. We're we no, here. I don't I don't let's do it. Let's, hey, us Hey,
1: on.
3: I don't think Rome. I want to be injured Rome. in New York. Rome, look Honestly, at look at me. Let's do it. It'll be expensive. Uh, yeah, It'll be really expensive. No, I don't uh, think I want
2: to be <laughs> injured <laughs> in New York. Yeah. You
1: know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's going to be the most expensive ambulance we of all time. definitely should have did it.
2: So what I want to know is you finally got to start your senior year. Yeah. And when you, in senior, you went to Penn state dominated your senior year. Do you like what barely, was, I read
1: you barely started in high yeah. school. So yeah, <laughs> I, I was a late bloomer and like the latest of <laughs> bloomers that I've ever happened. Um, I never started in high school. Um, when I was a freshman in high school, I was five, nine. And when I left high school, I was six, six. So I grew like three inches every single year. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I was really lucky to get a walk on spot at Penn State. And it took me I got my scholarship after two years. But then it took me to my fifth year to get that starting role, like a solidified starter, like coaches back in me. Um, I got 15 and a half sacks in 10 games. Yeah, and the, then the I NCAA. You know, Yeah. Um, which was really cool. You know, broke the Penn State single season record. Go, you know Don? what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Come on. Put some respect on, on your boy. <laughs>
0: um,
1: and so I actually just went back for a Penn State game yeah. a few weeks ago. And again, I wanted to get on the field. I was like, man, I retired too early. Let me actually <laughs> get out there, man. <laughs> um, so I should have been out there. And I was looking at it. I was like, I would beat the out of any one of these dudes on this field right now they probably
3: couldn't even block you and they
1: played delaware and both my dad and my little brother went to delaware and they they beat the brakes off those and players it's like it was like 73 to 10 or something yeah yeah. Yeah. um so yeah it was uh i i miss penn state it was like i got the best feeling being back there
2: so what was so we all have our welcome to the nfl moments right so you're you're a late bloomer you dominate your senior year, all these sacks, break yeah. the Penn State record. Yeah. Now you get drafted third round. So you kind of, I don't know, maybe you feeling yourself, maybe not. But you get to the
1: league. What was that welcome to the NFL moment for you? Oh, man. What was that? Few. Um, Tyron Smith. Oh, Cowboys, yeah, Dallas. Goof, <laughs> Just like, <laughs> he got on <laughs> me, bro. His I'm, arms. Like, I'm like, and he's screaming at me. Oh. <laughs> I'm like what where the am I what, what is happening here like you know I'm going, going against tackles that are going to Indiana and Maryland you know yeah. they're probably accountants right now and I go and, you know we played the Cowboys I think 2016 I think that was the first year I mean they, they might have been like 14 to 2 that year yeah. you know and they were they were humming and you know he it was like I'm not I shouldn't even be out here now. this should be you guys should be playing with 10 you know what I mean <laughs> Liability. Um, so it wasn't really like a, a well. it was a moment. It was a three hour welcome to the NFL goal, <laughs> going up against it didn't him. Yeah. No, That Tim was your, that was, was your year their I, offensive I would, line. Oh my oh,
2: God. Yeah, they, they had
1: the best line in the league that year. This dude. is so bad. This is so they're bad. They were
2: all like over 300 this, pounds. I'll and tell you something like so six. bad.
1: So, like, uh, you know, CTE is a very serious thing, but like, I lost my peripheral vision in that game. I like had to come out of the game. Like, they were like doing tests. I was like, I can't see your finger. And so I was like, like a chicken. I couldn't see um, somebody right next to me. So oh, man. I was getting my ass beat and then I lost my peripheral vision. So that was definitely uh, or my rookie year. Was this my rookie year. Yeah. Tom Brady came out back off of his uh, deflate gate suspension. Mm-hmm. First game back in Cleveland, put up 500 yards on us, five touchdowns. I'm like, bro. You know who you going to guess, man. Like, <laughs> like the whole stadium is twelve jerseys. You know what I mean? The whole stadium. And you know, I, I played with Tom and Tampa last year and I went up to him and I was like, you know, you were for that, like you just really killed us. Did you have to do it that bad. So Tyron and Tom really killed me in my rookie year. Yeah. Oh, that's,
2: that's oh, that, that, that is hilarious. I never would have thought that he's like, yeah, my my walk was in if it was, yeah, it was a solid three hours. It was a <laughs> solid three hours beat down.
1: You know what I mean? Marshawn Lynn said it. He's like, you know, some like you're gonna get got, and I got, I got got. Yeah. So uh,
3: before we keep going to the NFL, I want to go back because this is something that's kind of as I was doing a little bit of research. I don't even know if you knew this. But, you know, your last year in college, you won your first-team All-American, uh, first time since Tamba Bahali, actually, yeah. at Penn State at the time. At the time, you were the Rotary Lombardi Award winner, uh, which went to the best D-line mm-hmm. and linebacker in college football yeah. that year. So you won that award. Mm-hmm. You also won the Ted Hendricks Award, which is the top defensive end. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're racking up all these awards for, like, the yeah. prime time of the prime time. And uh, you won the Lot Impact Award trophy. And – but – out of all these things you won, you didn't win the, the Burl, the Burl's Burl war. Yeah. yeah, bro, what? Which Baker is like the, the, the top, ah, oh, I thought it was Baker's yeah, year. No, Baker's so was like yeah. Like walk-on. Yeah, he was like, like a
1: Heisman finalist, so yeah. like, yeah, he beat me. Then, like, her, you man. probably
3: win that any other year of totally. any other year yeah. of
1: life. You no, know, I mean, the walk-ons were represented that year. That was a good year for walk-ons. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, dude, that's like the only one I really wanted, man. Like is that like, crazy yeah when like, I read that, I was my like my Instagram bio the only Instagram bio was walk on university like being a walk on is like the fabric of my identity like yeah. it is not easy when I first got to Penn State yeah. we couldn't even work out with the scholarship players really yeah I had to pay for team dinners like Oof. it was so different really? than it is now oh yeah um, we would sneak into like the dining halls and shit like just to get dinner. Um, People don't,
2: yeah, you poor in college. Yeah, poor, <laughs> like, you know what you're, I mean? You're, yeah, you're poor. <laughs> you're yeah. Trying to pay See,
1: for school. We were selling plasma. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> It was real. Like, when you're selling blood, you're like, same for me. You know? <laughs> you know? Just um, to play football? When they said all you do is eat weights all the time. Oh, all the time, man. Yeah. One out? time, you know, my buddy and I, we were, you know, games on Saturday, coming in Sunday morning for a workout, and they actually were annoyed they were like, why do I have to like work this guy out at Sunday? So they like put us on a Versa climate for an hour. And so uh, we were working out so much, me and a couple other walk-ons and we were nobodies back then. You know what I mean? Like I look back at, you know, 18 year old Carl, he was probably a scrub. And so yeah, I was I was living in the gym, man, classic, you know, try hard white guy, just living in the weight room, <laughs> eyes in the playbook, just killing it. Yeah. But it worked out for It you worked out y'all. great. It, it worked out for I'm you Very proud, y'all. man. It's came it's from so the water 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 came water. from the trenches. Yeah. yeah I'm so very, funny. very proud of that my career. Awesome. Yeah,
2: Dude, that is so funny though. Yeah, classic white guy. All right, so what would you say? <laughs> all right, funny. now
3: back to the, I know, right? It's funny because That's literally all we that's all I got in my entire year. The guy can't bend for
1: <laughs> like, but damn, motor. does he have a motor? I motor. The guy just can't. He's the real life a, runner yeah, runner, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you know. I've heard it too many times. I'm like, come up with a different adjective to describe me, please. Like, try <laughs> hard. It's not as good
3: anymore. So, tell me this: um, What would you say back to the NFL? What would you say is your highlight of your NFL career? Ooh, that's a good question. You need the top five again. I mean, I love all your answers so far. Number one, I, yeah. I, none of them are expected. So say what I'm you trying trying. To say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, none of them have been keep expected so time. far. <laughs> yeah, <it's> just, <laughs> keep it The Whole time I'm surprised. Yeah, you, so. uh, bu- bu- bu-
1: um, I think being captain of the Bucks, getting yeah. you know what I mean. That was that was really that was probably one of the more you know bigger things I was proud of uh, was getting elected captain uh, of the defense in 2019. And that was, that was a cool experience. Yeah. Coming from a walk on, like we talked about, Yeah, um, to be selected. Yeah. And that's like, yeah, that's like a really reassuring and, you know, confidence building thing. So, and we, you know, we had a great defense the year before that year. So, you know, um, we weren't, we weren't scrubs. Like we were, we were balling out and, uh, you know, probably that would be the highlight. That's cool. That's cool. So, when we all retire, most of the time it's not on our
2: terms, yeah. right? So you retired on your own terms. Mm-hmm. So was that decision was that decision easier for you because you had a business and yeah. you're the CEO of Raise?
1: Yeah, I think it was way easier that. And
3: explain to us what Raise
1: is too. Yeah, so Raises, uh, you know a um, well, we of, know, but the, okay. The, the to the listeners. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, amazing. <laughs> so I came up with a raise while I was volunteering with the Buccaneers yeah. at a juvenile delinquent center in Tampa. There were kids as young as 13 years old in jail cells. A lot of them are running away from a violent home environment. And I left that experience and I was like, how did we not know these kids <laughs> were there? Like they were half a mile from a team of millionaires and none of us knew that they were there. Mm. So I said, there needs to be an app out there where I go on my phone and I see every volunteering opportunity, every nonprofit, and it's so easy. I can do it like the quickest way possible. So this was back in 2018. This was almost five years ago. And, you know, a month after that, I got raised, trademarked, got a patent attorney got the name trademarked. Um, And we launched last year, Mm -hmm. um, right before the season. Uh, We launched July on the App Store last year, and then I got signed by the Bucks. So we kind of put everything on hold. Mm -hmm. And so what we do is we connect nonprofits to the next generation of donors and volunteers. Um, You have these kind of aging nonprofits that are all run by, you know, they have boards who are, you know, mostly filled with people who are later in their careers. They're Mm -hmm. like, oh, you know, I've, I've made my career. I want to retire and give back. And they really don't do a good job of connecting with young millennials, Gen Z, who are some of the most socially conscious people In the on the you know in the world, so we make it super easy to donate. You can donate to 1.8 million charities in three clicks, which is really really special. And you can have all those receipts on your profile. So tax season comes around when you want to itemize your deductions. you, You don't have to search your email inbox. You don't have to find a receipt from Goodwill. You have it all in one place. So we really really do a good job of the donation piece. Cause nobody wants to write a check or carry cash anymore. Right. Right. So people still need to give back to charity, but like who, who, who does it? Like, I don't even know where my checkbook is. If you're, if you're asking me to write a check, put it in an envelope, I don't have an envelope. I'm not going to the post office to get a stamp. You know what I mean? And I got to put it in a mailbox. Yeah. yeah. And then someone's magically going to appear and take that envelope. And it's like, I just don't even, and I'm 30, you know what I mean? imagine like asking a young person to make a donation via check. So, um, we make they donations to readers. Do they even do I
3: don't think so. <laughs> I, don't I, don't think think so. Yeah. I think I wrote one check well, all I know, of 2023. I, know we do. I write But, them, but yeah. I mean like young people below us. No, there's
2: no way. Do you know how I write a check?
1: Have you ever wrote a I check? I wrote a check. You know what I mean? Uh, it's almost like <laughs> an intimate experience. It's almost <laughs> like I'm writing this and I'm like, they better f-ing appreciate this. You <laughs> know what I mean? Like I am... <clears throat> taking the time out of my day getting a pen you know what i mean <laughs> right, ripping pen. it out this whole and process like it is it is a process and it is excruciating um yeah. so we do great with donations mm-hmm. and then uh, we're adding over 80,000 volunteering opportunities to so this year so do you know how to code Oh, yeah, dude, I i don't know a thing about coding. <laughs> My developer, Jim, shout out, Jim. He's the best. Um, shout out, Jim. Yeah, he went to college at like 15 or something like that. Oh, he's, he's, oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's one, one, one of those. those. Yeah, one of those. He's one of those. Um, he's a legend. Um, you know, we have a great partnership A Volunteer Match. They're an amazing nonprofit that other nonprofits use to get volunteers and we're working with them and, you know, collaborating. So it's, it's going really, really well.
2: So I'm, I'm like, I'm a little slow. I'm a criminal justice major. I don't, I don't have a big brain. You look like you got a big brain. You went to Penn state, you majored in biology.
1: Yeah. Right. So So
2: where did the whole tech idea come from?
1: Yeah. So I have no background in running a business. (laughs) I'm a football player with a degree in biology. So, you know, it came from that experience in Tampa and it had, we've pivoted multiple times as I've gotten to know the nonprofit industry, you realize that, you know, the common pain points between all these different nonprofits, how are they meeting donors? You've realized, you know, the problems that every individual donor is having, like, you know, you guys walk the streets, you get, you know, the solicitation of these people from save the children, American Red Cross, they have the iPads, take 20 minutes to donate through them. Right. So when you solve little problems that millions of people use, that's a very valuable solution. It's not rocket science, right? We're just removing friction. And, you know, I just have really learned it from doing it for almost half a decade. And, um, you know, retiring was a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. And so a month post, I didn't, I'm, I had this conversation today. I had no idea how actually stressed I was this summer about retiring. Like, I've been this whole month of September and now, and now we're in October. Like I've been so happy because I was not, I didn't realize how stressed I was about retiring. Cause it's, you're leaving this entire career that you've had since For second sure. grade. Yeah. And yeah. So even though I did have like a business and you know, I'm so passionate about raise, it was still really hard. So, um, it's I'm like very, death. Yeah, it hit, I've been saying that. Yeah. yeah man. It's like I, a yeah. death. You gotta, it gotta, gr- you yeah. gotta agree with it. Yeah. And I totally agree with that. And so, um. Now I'm feeling really good about it. I'm watching a lot of football. Yeah. Um. You know, I got some, a lot of my former teammates are investing in Rays, getting a part of it. Like that's yeah. really, really exciting as well.
2: What's I, been the toughest part about the retirement? Like I know. So for yeah. me, I didn't. I didn't take any time off. I know you took your. You you took your time off, but yeah, you essentially. I mean, I don't know. I started playing eighth grade. Yeah. And then I retired at 34, and you get in this regiment of. And I know for me, it was just like, damn, what am, what what do I do next? Like, man, I feel weird. I feel this is, yeah. I don't, I'm not in my locker room. I don't have my teammates. I'm a, you know, is, are you missing it's that? It's probably the are camaraderie,
1: you, man. Yeah. And like, there's nobody funnier than like a group of football players. For sure. You know what I mean? So my buddy, Bo Allen, shout out Bo Allen. He just started this segment on his podcast called Low Lights. And I was just on it last week. So he does like your worst plays in the NFL. You know, those like, welcome to the NFL moments. Yeah, And it is. I'm like, I was crying laughing. Like it was so funny. Like I miss like, like the film day after, uh, oh, after a game so. <laughs> <laughs> and someone gets their ass beat. Like that we've is the funny, here. yeah, we've all been there, dude. That is like, so, it's damn. like, I was crying laughing. It was so funny. And so that's one of the biggest things I miss is like when the day after a game, hopefully a win, like watching the film, chopping it up, laughing, and then going home and, you know, having Tuesday off. So that was like a, that's something I missed for sure. So do you
3: think like Uh, your stress factors are because you missed the game, you missed the people, or it was just like, you just didn't know, you didn't know what to do. Well, you kind of knew what to do next, but it was like, I I still don't have like this one thing I've had my whole life. I, I think, and for me, it was more like, I think I felt anxiety for like the first time in my life when I all of a sudden I looked up and I was like, damn. I don't even think I knew what anxiety was. I'm yeah. like, what yeah. is that? For what sure. is that feeling? Yeah, it's
1: like a feeling that you didn't feel before. You're, right. you're trying to assess it. Yeah. right? And so you felt it after retirement or like right before it? No, like... after retirement. Like I was okay. after retirement. After, yeah. and it
3: was also like, all right, now I'm trying to figure out what I want to do. I knew I was cool. I was yeah. ready. Yep. But then all of a sudden, what's the next chapter? And me in that process for me was like, all right, I'm sitting here a while. Me and the wifey, I mean, it's cool to go to lunch and stuff every day, but like she's sick of me, and I think I'm sick of her too. I think it's, I think it can lead I to. I was wondering if yeah. you just yeah. gonna say yeah. it. Like, I was like, don't like, say get get out you. She's like, get out of the She's like, yeah, so
1: she's feeling little, it too. She ain't listening yeah. to <laughs> me. Um, she doesn't listen to us. Um, Stupid, she'll feel it. So I think like athletes are so goal oriented. You know right, what I mean? You right. have personal goals, team goals. Like ever since you're a kid, you, have a goal of making to the NFL. Yeah. When you get to the NFL, what's your goal? Super yeah. Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, no doubt, every, you live your entire life on milestones and goals. Yes. So when you're tired of the NFL, like if you don't maintain that mentality and like that, um, kind of reward of, you yeah. know, hitting milestones, achieving things, small goals, as little as they are, that of kind of lead into bigger goals that kind of like throws you off. And yeah. so, I know I would recommend other players that are retiring, moving on to the next chapter, is like constantly set goals for yourself because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm motivated by visions of the future. I think like when I'm at, in bed at night, I'm thinking about cool things that I can do in the future. And that's what like really makes me happy, gets me motivated. So um, going from being an athlete, you're always doing that just naturally. So having something to do after that is important.
3: I know you talked about with Rays here and you had the whole pivot situation, you're going back and forth. Uh, and it's not exactly how, well, you had this vision, but it's not exactly, it's turned into way more than what you thought it was originally. Well, I want to go back to the time you spent at the youth detention center. Sure. Like being in there, what was in there that made you, besides the fact that like, man, this is like right down the road here. Totally. But like, how did this be like, all right, how did it turn into, okay, well, I want to do this and now I got to, I got this business I got to start or whatever it is. Just tell me what that whole that whole vibe was like going in there, For sure. being in these youth detention centers. I don't think I've ever been in one myself. Yeah. So two
1: things really stuck out to me or stick out to me now. The first thing is, you know, they're 13 year old kids in there and they have no books. They're reading Dr. Seuss. So like they weren't, um, you know, this wasn't like they were in jail. This was like, you know, they were picked up off the street and running away from, like I said, a, a violent home environment. So it was more like a processing thing and they mm-hmm. were just kind of waiting for a few days, maybe a week, two weeks. I don't know exactly how long they were there, but it, it definitely wasn't an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. But while they were there all day for days at a time, like they had no books to read and they were just wanting a little bit of something. They, the, the, I don't even know if they can have phones. I feel like they just wanted books. And so yeah. that like something so small, you know, they don't want to read Dr. Seuss. They want to read something that, that they can get educated or, you know, right. be entertained right. by. So. You know, that really stuck out to me, something so simple that they needed. And then looking back on it now, I was having this conversation a month ago um, with somebody in the NFL. And, you know, very rarely do people realize that those opportunities the NFL presents to players can actually be life changing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. this is something that was the Bucks set up you know, through their community relations, just like they do it almost every Tuesday. You guys yeah. know what it yeah, is. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, the it, Tuesday, it yeah. you know, like guys sign up. Day. Yeah. It's like maybe if you have family. Yeah, exactly. The weekly service day. So, you know, some people think like, oh, it's just for image. No, this could be a life changing opportunity. For and sure. it actually has changed my life, which is kind of yeah. wild to think about. It Five years ago, like you, go, you sign up for something on a random Tuesday, you don't realize mm-hmm. it can totally alter the trajectory of your life in a really, really positive and meaningful way. So those two things, like, really stick out to me now looking back on it and so I'm super thankful that we were I was given that opportunity and I hope that NFL players that are now in the league college players too like giving back to com- your community and getting involved Really can impact you in such a crazy meaningful way. I,
3: I tell this to people all the time. It's like so often people think when you show up to these charity events or these other things, yeah. they're like, "Oh man, you're pouring into them." And I'm like, "Dude, you so much more walk away half yeah. the time. Totally. No, 100%, totally more f- yeah. fulfilled. Totally. And like, totally, it's like, man, I feel so much more energized yeah. because I feel more poured into yeah, than, than what people understand. I, yeah. I had to do this talk to this morning. That's why I was a little tardy. I a was uh, speaking. God, man, he's this is, this is no. Can we put up this wall? Carl? Yeah, put up
1: the wall, man. Can you just put up this wall. It's a, it's a this abusive relationship. We're looking come, at right uh, you now, know what I'm saying? You know I mean? do you feel that? Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm. Bo- got to moderate this. Thank yeah. you, yeah. God, man, get it
3: together. Thank you. Could you I'm please so, get it together? I'm here? sorry. I'm and so, sorry. <laughs> yeah, just like I felt so much more poured into and in showing up. That makes here. me happy. Yeah, man. Thank yeah. you for that. So uh, I just think I just think that's just a real life experience, and I feel like you clearly have been feel more fulfilled after doing this whole totally, thing. You totally,
1: totally. I mean? Um how's the business been going? It's been going great. Um it's it's really busy. I feel like I get imposter syndrome a lot, you know, being a football player with a degree in biology. Yeah. You know, it's very humbling when I'm building sales funnels and creating marketing, you know, marketing plans and really doing things outside of my comfort zone. But there are a lot of parallels from football to business. Mm-hmm. And I really try and you know lean into those like Everybody that works for me, I ask them, like, how do I put you in a position to make you do what you do best? Right. So many times in the NFL, you get a coach. You got to do it my way. Yeah, no doubt. It's so freaking frustrating. <laughs> right. When you have something that you know you're good at, you've done it your whole life, and then you come into a new job, a new coach, new boss, and they make you do it totally different. So, you know, with my team at Rays, I wanted people to be happy. I want people to be feel valued and you know, that actually resonates. And that is something that, like, we've really made a staple of, you know, our working relationships. And uh, it's been really great. I, you know, there's passion and giving back. And, like, yeah, you know, you go from football mm-hmm. where it's the most passionate people. Like, you love it, no right? Doubt. And so I'm, now I'm working, I devoted my life to working with nonprofits and empowering nonprofits and increasing their revenue or reducing their costs. And it's like you meet people who are so passionate about their life. You know, I yeah. really... Know you can get a corporate job and like people are just kind of doing it to cash a check, but you know when you work with nonprofits, they're really devoting their lives to other people and they have so much passion. So there's a lot of parallels there and
2: um, passion projects. Yeah, you you don't feel like you're working when you do those.
3: Yeah, I I mean sometimes, sometimes you feel like he was working today. Who for your passion project this morning? Oh no no! My passion project right now is uh, is you know I work for the SEC Network, Carl. I don't know if you know that, but uh, my I see passion I see yeah, yeah, my passion project right now is uh, I think I can make Vanderbilt's defense better. Oh nice! It's, it's like I'm watching the film hardcore right now. Yeah. And I'm, what do I'm they pick, run? They run mostly quarters four okay. three. Okay. Um, but they just like a lot of bad eye violations, like yeah. a lot of little things, and I feel like as I'm starting to build up more and more film on them, I'm gonna like. I'm gonna take like a whole 20 minutes on one of my shows. Sure. And like this is my passion project. Just For sure. really I've been pouring, I got all kinds of notes. But this nice. is this is like my core yeah. passion project right now, is Vanderbilt's defense. Okay, very cool. Nice. Thank you. So yeah. yeah. I, I I do feel good about it though.
2: Okay. Maybe, maybe it's not like we're yeah, You're gonna I'm kill around. it, man.
3: I believe in you. Thank you. Hell oh, yeah. Thanks, thanks wrong, dog. Thank you. All maybe right. Well gotta use up on him,
2: man. <laughs> it. We're gonna take a short break and we'll be right back.
0: You go into your shower feeling
3: I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one concept. Yeah, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it.
0: like that, see that?
3: Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to point game. I remember you came out from room crying tears. <laughs> crying, tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because <laughs> he it ain't not it? <laughs>
2: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. In
3: 2014, Michael Sam came out and was drafted as an openly gay person. Yeah. And it was super controversial at the time. Okay. All right? Then you came out as the first openly gay person that was a current player, active. Yes, yes. And it was almost like, it was very accepted. You said it, and everybody was like, man, great job proud of this. And we moved on. It wasn't even, it was just a blip on the radar. Really. I I thought it had been way, it was not at all. I don't know if you felt it or not, but that was really what it was. And then this past year, the Jaguar strength coach, uh, Kevin Maxson came out and I heard, I read that he'd actually talked to you a little bit. And he said like, cause he was really like, all right, well, I want to continue to not try and hide who I am. I want to be, I want to feel like I'm myself and I'm okay. But he was also so nervous. Sure about other people's opinion about him. Yeah. And, but you encouraged him like, dude, it was all good. And it was almost, and then now he was celebrated. Yeah. So like, can you talk about the evolution For of sure. that and what the NFL is together and what it's uh, where it stands today? Yeah. I think, you know, in
1: culture in the United States as really in the last 10 years, I mean, it's 2023, mm-hmm. uh, same sex marriage was legalized in 2015 and that, you know, Mike came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. And so, I feel like that was a huge turning point in a lot of people's eyes. Like, okay, now like we have the the laws behind them. Like it shifts culture. It really outlines how people should be respected. Yeah. And so for everybody that was involved in that, Mm -hmm. you know, I always say like politics are downstream of culture. Right. So there was a lot of work and I always, I always give thanks and like appreciate everybody that came before me. Right. And like lay the groundwork for me to be in this position. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? People like Michael Sam, people like RK Russell who came out and, you know, put the work in and, those are all the people that I am very thankful for. And I try and actively, you know, help people coming after me. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm very thankful of all the support that I got when I came out. Uh, it's been a couple of years and yeah. I'm still getting people, you know, messaging me coming up to me um, saying how that impacted them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I talked to Kevin over a year ago, I don't even remember when it was, it was definitely last year. Um, you know, he was taking his time and that's my thing is like, I never want to rush anybody in their journey. It's such a it's such a unique and special journey, and it's like it doesn't happen in a day, right? It's a very yeah. It's a long process, like yeah. So journey, um, you know, everyone's journey is different, and so Kevin is doing a great job, and like he has a respect of his team, other coaches, everything, and so you know, I'm very very proud of him. Very very proud of everybody that you know has come before me, and. Yeah, I, I really I can't say enough how lucky that I am, and um, I hope that I'm doing a good job of continuing to like carry the torch of everyone that's come before me, and so people that come after me can, you know, have a better experience than I even did, which would be ten out of ten for them.
3: Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> well, yeah, this is one question that's kind of off the wall, and it's like, I mean, you had a great experience besides Tyron Smith, right? Yeah, be he beat. <laughs> <funny. Yeah. laughs> Did you ever go up against Trent Williams? Yeah. All right, so which one was worse? Because Trent Williams was the scariest mofo I've ever had to go up against. I, like, I begged him to let me go one time because he was so about So I played the Niners it. in December.
1: I played the Niners in December, this December. And Trent, uh, Trent moves, and he pulls, and he does, they do a lot of things. I mean, Kyle Shanahan, that blocking— Scheme is, is like It should be illegal. I mean, he's a genius. He's a certified <laughs> genius. And he's like, he's like a, a teacher playing amongst, amongst students. Like their, their scheme is pretty ridiculous. And, um, I mean, they still use a fullback, right? Like, yeah, they do. So no, no, um, dig on juice, but in December we were playing the Niners and I was like on a one-on-one block with Trent. And then, um, White boy, long hair. Um, Kittle? Kittle. Kittle? Kittle. Yeah, sorry, long day. Kittle <laughs> came and like came out of f- nowhere and just like hit me four yards. like, dude, where did you come from? Like, they're, they're, they're going all over the place. So, you know, I think Tyron really like, but that was seven years ago that yeah. I played him. You, you know, just what I, mean? I was you new. Know, really, yeah, I mean, I, I had my perspective <laughs> change very quickly. You know what I mean? For three so, hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Trent's that dude though. I, I think he probably moves better than Tyron. I don't know who's stronger, but um, Trent's. I also
3: want everybody to realize, like, how important uh, NFL locker room is. Like, to hear Carl, the way he describes players, like, oh, it's this white guy, long hair, like, black guy, that, that. Like, football, like, we don't care about a lot of things. Yeah. I would understand, like, it should have been a blip on the radar when you came out. Because... Yeah as guys and players like we just genuinely don't care can you help us win yeah seriously yeah. It's, it's literally yeah. No, that's literally only uh, thing people sure care about guys I don't, don't we, care we want a ring that's all we yeah. want and, I, and Carl uh, can you help me get
2: a ring with your, yeah. your sacks which did yeah. in college yeah it's like no. one that I feel like no, bring them on board it just goes
1: to all these like really backward stereotypes about football players in yeah. general outside of probably like so true. you know what I mean that we're unintelligent uneducated homophobic yeah. like yeah. just stuck in the sand that is so not true yeah we're probably one
3: of the most open places 100%
1: Yeah. I mean, football and sports in general are just like you get people coming from all different walks of life, from all different experiences, and you have to work together because the reward is so insanely amazing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you can just really change your life, your family's lives through sports. And that's very rare in other industries. So you have to like come together and work together and and just like, can we work together? Can I trust you? Like, we all are dependent on each other's success, yep. right? So most of us are, and like I don't know how dependent I am on a kicker's success, but you, you know what I mean. Um, dude, I hate fucking kickers. Yeah,
0: kicker
1: dude, like <laughs> walk, I hate long snappers. <laughs> you know? Like, what are you doing here? They're not even in shape. <laughs> all they do is play golf. Yeah, they play golf. They're not even like be in shape at least. Like, hasn't self-respect yeah, they don't wear you know plates. what i mean yeah you know i'm saying we don't care about anything else <laughs> <laughs> except if you're a log stapper. you know what i mean that's the only thing you got to walk you know walk on eggshells around us yeah, no, yeah but no i agree with you like you gotta forget everything else like can you help us win yeah. yeah 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 it's it's one of the coolest things um one of the craziest
2: things that we've been experiencing right now is this uh this swifty uh has taken over i mean he, gotta, she's she's, let's talk she's about
1: literally taking over so, the league. Let's talk about it.
3: First and of all, are you a Swifty? Come on, man. Check the tape. <laughs> <laughs> check the tape.
2: <laughs> we talked about this the other day. It was yeah, yeah, like, Yo, yeah, check,
1: the, check hard knocks, bro. <laughs> we okay? I know got know We about the I got out of the NFL. Too quick, just because of this. Okay, this is two worlds colliding. Yes, yes, it is. is, Totally different lanes. No, this like no, 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 my two worlds colliding. Okay, (laughs) I've been a swifty since high school. Okay, you know what I mean. I almost don't even like all these bandwagon friends, like fans of T Swift. Like, I went to her concert two nights in a row in Philly, front row. It was the best experience of my life. It was three and a half hours of pure euphoria. She is like ten out of ten. I've been. I mean, I've been a huge Swifty for half my life it's been she's the (laughs) best you know what i mean and you know having her at the games watching the nfl i mean it is it's i mean like it's like America has never been at its strongest. <laughs> like this is this is peak existence for this country. Wait a he you know said what he I mean? The put them on. Tom, did you hear this? Put them on a ticket for like vice president, president. They will get it done. I just believe in this. You know what I <laughs> mean? The like the United States has never been stronger. Oh, wow! Than before Taylor and the NFL collapsed, and so. Um, I'm here for it. I love it. Um, oh, that's. Funny. I mean, she was just here in New York. Yeah, yeah. I you didn't had the chance to meet her, I, I right? the,
3: Yeah, I met her. Uh, did you buy the Rolly? You didn't funny. buy the Rolly. You did not buy I did the Rolly. What no, did you buy it to impress yeah. her? When did you meet her?
1: So I met her in 2017. This okay. is actually one of the funniest stories uh, of I all time. <laughs> and your, funny, your stories have been very funny. Hilarious, right? I'm <laughs> hilarious. Um, and so, one of the the guitarists for Paul Sedotti. Shout out Paul, he's the best. Shout out Paul. um up, Paul? He is best friends with the equipment manager of the Browns, uh, Brad of the Browns. Shout out Brad. Shout out and Brad. So, like, up, Brad? They hooked it up where like, she was playing at uh, the the Browns Stadium, uh-huh. and so you know I got a mirror backstage before COVID, before everything else, where you could like she would see fans before the stage. So it's literally me and like all these little girls and their parents, it's and, and you. then me. I'm I'm in the back like waiting. So, like, they bring a group in to, to, to like, to meet her at a time. And it's, like, all these little girls. She goes, oh, are these your daughters? And I was like, no, uh, I'm by myself. <laughs> so, um, it was, like, I, I like, gave her a signed jersey, said hello, took a photo. She was absolutely lovely. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan. Um, I got to meet her parents. They were huge Penn State fans. They're just a great family. So, um. Yeah, I've been a Swiftie for for too long, and now I'm just happy everyone's catching up. You know, I'm a trendsetter. You know, trendsetter. okay. Hilarious. No, 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 totally no Beyonce. Kidding. No, no. Uh, We're we'll talking no about beat. dude. I'm part of the Beehive as well. <laughs> okay. Check the tape. So, so is it, it. check the tape, dog. So <laughs> if,
3: the tape. if
2: I had to ask you to choose, I the think high Swiftie. Yeah, yeah. 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 Swiftie. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. No, I love no, Swiftie, dog. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Actually, on that same episode of um of Hard Knocks, you talked about compound interest. Yeah. I was surprised and shocked. Like, how educated, like, well, not how educated you were, but, like, man, the education process. Like, I don't think enough people understand how much that happens in NFL locker rooms as well. Where, like, you have young guys come in that truly just don't understand about money, uh, the potential of money. And when you start to ask these questions, how much and how many of us actually learn things that are important that are more often life lessons going forward. And uh, you talked about compounding interest. Like, you take this $100,000 – but you know you keep it in the bank and what compound the interest does you know you earn this percentage and by next year you earn this much more percentage yeah. you continue to stack and stack yeah. and stack and so it was a great job by you thanks man highly I impressive it. thank you man highly highly yeah, impressive i mean they say
1: compounding is this eighth wonder of the world man it's something that people need to realize yeah. and um when you're a young NFL player you get a lot of money very young and very quick being an investor a young investor you have all the years to you know make your money work for you and You know NFL athletes and now college athletes, high school athletes can now make money. I mean through through NIL. I mean this is a huge opportunity. Like I said, I was sneaking into the dining hall. Yeah, yeah, the dining hall. I mean how how far? Mercedes GLs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So Utah's getting the trunks. trunks, It's crazy. I actually posted about that. That's annoying. The walk-ons didn't get any. No. Pisses me off. Yeah, it really does. Sorry. You know what I mean? No, I'm, I'm, not, sure, the not, not, calls, not I'm sure the walk <laughs> are just like, really? But yeah, like, I'm, I know. God. I've been
2: here just lifting all these weights. Can I pump, pump, the, gas? Like, can do pump do the, the gas? Like, they got to pump the gas. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, that's
1: their role. Um, that doesn't surprise me. No, but like you see at the bottom, like, they're responsible for the tax implications because anytime they get anything, there's tax implications. Yeah, like, yep. the government will come after you. They do not care how old you are. They do not care who you are. They will put anybody in jail, right? The IRS does not. Around. They don't. So like when you give these kids money, you, you know, they're giving, they're getting something what in October, you know, come April of 2024, they're like, Oh, I owe $10,000 on this car. I don't have $10,000 in cash. Right. Yeah. So then you can't pay it. Then you get fines and then they come after you. And then what do you get? You get these, these young guys who are going to get deals and then they're going to try and hide that income in certain ways. And that's when tax evasion comes and that's where they get really, really in big trouble. So I actually work with financial finesse. And so what they do is they provide financial wellness workshops as a benefit to employers. Mm-hmm. And they actually started to do that with college and high school athletes. So I will always say, I love NIL. I love the fact that college players can actually get their f- fair share mm-hmm. and they deserve it, yeah. but there needs to be resources It needs to be education. I agree. Right. And so honestly, it might even be a benefit. Like, you know, you hear the stories about NFL players mismanaging their money, trusting the wrong people. And now they can kind of, with NIL, move that learning curve uh, back for you. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, move yeah. It, yeah. Move it up, move it back to yeah. like college. Yeah. So, like, maybe make those mistakes and maybe learn when you're 18, because it's kind of hard to tell a 25 year old who's making millions of dollars what to do. No doubt. Yeah. Right? And like getting like, get to somebody Money only yeah. makes you
3: more what you are. Yeah.
1: That's a, good it's point. a magnifier. That's <laughs> actually a great point. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. yeah like, it's a magnifier. I really like magnifies your, you know, yeah. it's like a, if you're a
2: jackass, you're bigger jackass. If you're a humble it's person, yeah.
1: just you become more humble. Yep.
2: Yeah. yeah it's
3: uh it's, it's really, it's been very I like interesting that. because I, I think we do have to continue to, as this thing builds out, it's so brand new. So brand new. It's man. so brand new. So brand new. And everybody thinks it's just one thing. Look, I mean, the IRS tried to get me for taxes from California when I never even played in California because I, I played a preseason game out there, but they wanted, like, regular season money. Okay, and it was was like, like Snipes? And this was, like, eight years worth oh. of, like... They 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 send Bro, in the we're mail. on the same wavelength. <laughs> I got a call from
1: Ohio this morning, eight thirty a.m. You owe us money. I was like, "Where's my, I mean?" It's probably a <laughs> scam? Yeah, it's, no, I'm not kidding. Eight thirty a.m. this morning, I get a call. I'm like, "What?" And so, uh, yeah, I'm, no. So it's, they don't it's, call it's the you. Real. They just they send it's you stuff real. in the mail. Yeah. It's uh, real. And, and so those are the scammers. These are the same
3: things and issues that. These young people are going to have to understand and going to have to learn. And yeah. as we continue to give them dollars and cents, I want to make sure we continue to educate totally. them. Because a lot of times when these players are getting this money, they're not coming from homes or parents that are making this type of money. For sure. Right. Yeah. So the parents can't really teach them and make sure they look after they them. don't so, know. Well yeah, because they don't know. And so a lot of this is life experience. For sure. Um and the conversations need to continue to be had. So I one, number one I want to applaud you for that. Thanks. That was a great clip. I appreciate it. Um, it was going yeah. back on that. And, and I'm glad you, you got to meet Taylor Swift too. Yeah, me too. Yeah.
2: Did you teach Tom, did you give Tom Brady any advice, any financial advice when you bring down compound Tom interest? is way smarter than me. So any <laughs> advice that
1: I give him, he's probably, you know, pushing to the wind. That dude is a sharp as a tack.
2: Dude is as sharp as I'm sure he's got his whole team of people that lets him know what's up with money.
1: What, what You know, what financial education does, it like presents an opportunity to build generational wealth, yep. invest in all these different companies, different CEOs, different politicians that represent you, represent people like you. It's just like a huge missed opportunity if we don't provide education and resources. Agree. You know, I was on the Raiders and I was like, you know, we have mental health resources. Now the NFL really pushed. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of like, uh, can't remember the exact terminology. If it's like a certified mental health clinician, something yeah. along those lines. Mm-hmm. I think the NFL passed to put like one per team. Exactly. You yeah, heard about that, it. right? Yeah. yeah. So it's really we amazing stuff. Yeah. So Solomon Thomas plays for the jets, played with me in Vegas. Like, he is one of the biggest, you know, advocates for mental mm-hmm. health, and he's—I like, have so much respect for him. And there's been so much movement on that front. And you know, I go to the Raiders and I go to other teams, and I'm like, "How do we get certified financial planners in the building?" But there's a little bit of a liability issue where, you know, they don't want to touch the players' money. Yeah, it's yeah, hard, yeah. like, yeah. yeah so Cause there's cause he loses it, and then they're exactly, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Then they So so there, it's it's very yeah. tricky. And they're still trying I to figure f- it f- out. It, they're definitely still trying to figure it out. But I just love that we're having the conversation because yeah, yeah. the the positive ripple effects that it'll have of. You know nfl players are role models for their athletic ability you know they're starting to be athletic role models being podcast hosts getting into other industries like if they become so financially savvy like that'll have ripple effects to younger generations college kids high school kids um, and I'm just really
3: excited for it's it. It's funny, because the biggest thing, the biggest fear in the locker was like, you know, we're big, strong men, tough, like, we got it all figured out, so we don't, like, talk about yeah. our weaknesses. Yeah. When it's actually like, nah, when you ask the question, actually, you're probably not the only one that wants to know. For sure. That's, yeah. and, and so, uh, vulnerability equals strength, and uh, that's just the realest thing about it. Now, talking about generational, who's the mm. best athlete in your family? You, your Me. father, or your, <laughs> your brother?
1: Not even you. Me. Not even yeah. close. My brother played for the Giants, great athlete. My little brother played in Delaware. I tried out for the league. Uh, it wasn't quite fast enough. Uh, both my sisters played volleyball. tall all your sisters? 5'11 and 5'8? Yeah, maybe 5'10 yeah. and 5'7? I don't know if they're shrinking or something like that. Uh, they're both moms, so maybe they're shrinking. I don't know. Um, but they're, they're very tall. Okay. Um, they both play volleyball. My mom played volleyball. My dad played football. Um, but definitely me. Very athletic yeah, family. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I ain't mad at that. Yeah, I ain't yeah. mad at that at all. Are you all. Now you're the
1: baby out of all? uh i have four siblings i'm um, four out of five yeah so i'm the second youngest okay yep kind of show the bottom i think the, yeah. the ones on the bottom are the best athletes are you, you guys know. the best athletes in your family or no no doubt let's go for we, sure yeah I'm no, i mean, I'm No. No. gonna be doubt. humble we gotta be real too yeah no doubt
2: yeah was, <laughs> the, the day i beat my brother in basketball i knew it was on oh, like,
1: okay well if basketball this is so funny if basketball <laughs> is an indicator of athleticism your boy is the worst. Like I,
2: it doesn't have to be basketball. Okay. I hope it's not. If it's
1: football, if it's volleyball, if it's ping pong, anything but basketball. So my little brother got married last year and for his bachelor party, we played a lot of pickup basketball and I am shooting every time I touch that ball. And I'm like, going up, I got the most delusional optimism I've ever heard of. And I didn't hit one shot. It was like, and we're playing for two hours and I'm like, all right, odds. Like some of these are about to go in. I didn't even make, I made me one for 23 or something like that. I was going layups and I was dunking and I was like, I can't, I couldn't make a single shot the whole day, the whole freaking game. And I bought new shoes from Dick's Sporting Goods, got blisters on my shoes. I forgot (laughs) that you got to wear like high socks with with basketball shoes. It's been a long time since I played basketball. Um, oh my god I can so, see just
2: like Philip Seymour Hoffman in a long cane palm. yeah dude with let it
1: rain the, white, let it rain white chocolate white
0: chocolate <laughs> yeah. like I, went, can, I can I can picture
1: <laughs> you in <laughs> like that outfit that is like one like, of the most I love that that was your callback oh that is a god. great scene yeah
3: that is a really good
1: one. Oh my yeah, god if, if, if basketball is any judge of athleticism I'm bottom of the totem pole for I, sure I think the
3: best thing about playing pickup basketball is that because they can't sub me out <laughs> I'm going to get my shots up like don't don't like because I'm not coming out of the game. I'm definitely getting my shots. Yeah, at. man, it's humbling. All right, so uh, I guess we got a couple other questions. So, cool. what is your best Tom Brady story? Because we always like to talk about the goat. Yeah, if we he's can. the goat. Um, probably the best
1: one was when he put up 500 yards on us. Yeah, yeah just yeah, crushed us. And what yeah, did he? What was his response
3: when you asked him about that when you guys became teammates? I think he was just like, "Yeah, I remember that." That was, just, that was it that was it yeah. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. that was it yeah, I, yeah, I, remember I, that. I think I remember that
1: yeah it was I mean like he brushed it out and just made well, made well it was a meaningful game like he was coming back from Yeah, it was you know special. It was, it, was it was like more, it, was it, was it, was get, it was his, his get Cleveland. back game yeah you know it, had, what I mean? it was less to do yeah. about Cleveland more oh, about the man, NFL yeah, yeah. he's I mean. like oh I see that tall skinny white dude I'm about to kill him you know what I mean so he that was probably the worst best one for sure
2: yeah we've all gotten somewhere in our lives with people of influence mentors coaches parents whatever who's on your personal mount rushmore of people that have helped you get
1: to where you are today that's a great question um that's nice. a, the the mount my rushmore yeah i think uh my parents are up there yeah um is that two, is that or, two or one one and two okay, Wait, okay. yeah so mount rushmore four, four. people yeah. yeah okay so yeah one two, one, two. mom two. And dad okay. yeah um for why Tell us why. I think, you know, my dad called me this morning. A woman went up to him and said, oh, are you Mr. Nassib, the, you know, Nassib family for St. Max? And he said, yeah. He said, She said, well, you know, my son went to school with Carl and in seventh grade he was a new student. I don't even remember this kid's name. You know what yeah. I mean? And so she said, you know, Carl was the nicest kid to him, made him feel welcome. And I said, you know what, Dad? You raise some good kids. Like, I don't yeah. even know who this kid is. You know yeah. what I mean? This is seventh grade Carl. So, like— that's a good thing. Like that's a, that's a sign of success when like 20 years later, Mm -hmm. uh, a woman comes up to you and said, Hey, when my, when our kids were in seventh grade, your kid really like made him feel welcome, you know, included him. So they've really instilled just like being a good person is top, you know, being really respectful. God, like growing up in a German household, like always have like really a lot of respect, please. And thank you. Yes, sir. Yes, Mm -hmm. ma'am. So yeah, shout out to mom and dad. They're the best. Um, three and four it's mm-hmm. a great question I would say um, number three maybe Gerald McCoy yeah. um, mm. so when I got to the when I got to the Bucks um, I had just gotten fired from the Browns I got fired on Hard Knocks we I love were, that you used the word fired instead of cut. Oh, cut. Yeah, sorry. I love that you say yeah. fired. No, because that's how yeah. we that's, think it. I'm, yeah. I'm a corporate guy now. Okay? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I'm I'm just, corporate, yeah. Cor- yeah corporate I'm, I was, I was, I was laid I'm off. off. I'm CEO. <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know what I mean? I was fired on national interna- international <laughs> television. And, you know, we were 130. Do you feel like does
3: that ever come up? Do people like
1: bring that up to you? What, that I got fired? Yeah. But yeah, I don't think so. I mean, like, if they want to get, like, Chippy with me, maybe they're like, "Oh, you remember you got fired on Hard Knocks?" No, I don't think that's ever happened. Okay, but you know, we were one in thirty-one in Cleveland, and then I get fired on Hard Knocks, and I'm like, "This, like, this shit sucks." And so I get, I get fired on Tuesday, hired on a Wednesday. I go down to Tampa, and like me and Gerald instantly hit it off. Like he, like really, I mean, going to Tampa really revived my career and yeah. helped me bounce back. And so, you know that team, that organization, I just hold in such high regard. So Gerald really helped was like one of the bigger influences on me of like, and JPP, you know, and Bo, like we had a great, and will shout Mm -hmm. out to all those guys in the D line when I first got to Tampa. But you know, that really turned my career around was my first year in Tampa. So G Mac is definitely up there. And then number four, trying to think college or high school, high school coaches didn't like me. College took a while. Um, you know, I'm going to go Clyde Simmons. I'm going to go Clyde Simmons. Okay. Um, Clyde was my coach in Cleveland. Uh, you know, legendary defensive end for the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. Um, over 100 sacks. Like, dude was a legend. And, you know, he introduced me to the long arm. And like oh. he just was such a great coach, and Don't like do
3: what a long arm is, not everybody knows that long arm. Good. When you
1: got you know long arms like me, I'm a lanky guy. Um, the best thing a tackle, tackle wants to do is really grab onto you, and you can't really get off. They're stronger than us, so like got his team at arm's length. and so really developing the strength and like the pushing upward of my long arm, Clyde was awesome. Like I'd never been taught that before. I was always side scissors, you know, push pull, but the long arm really helped me. And Clive was just a great coach, too. Like, yeah. really, like, didn't care who you were. Like, really coached everybody. And he's his Indies, man. His Indies were murder. Bro. <laughs>
0: the individuals? Killed, oh, yeah.
1: He had, like, that, like, old NFL vet, like, bitterness to him. Where he's like, <laughs> y'all these got it boys easy. don't know what else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you guys got, got it easy. easy. <laughs> Making all this money you know what (laughs) I mean back in my day I put up 100 sacks and I'm making $28,000 a year so he killed us in in Cleveland yeah so outside of you know bro we had a guy get signed on Cleveland in camp did he it was 20 minutes and he was done like he he hit that sled like we had up and back sled a million times with Clyde and he was gone in a day and like I was like Clyde, you're killing people, man. <laughs> um So yeah, killing probably Clyde. Degrees. Yeah. He's those are just kid. like I probably you know, again, I probably should have prepared for these questions. I didn't prepare anything, but no, those no, are yeah, no, those are. No, your
3: answers are the best. Hilarious.
1: Yeah. So Thank we're you.
2: we're DBs. How many you got sacks? I have a lot of sex. Okay. How many picks you guys got? I do not have that many. I got twelve. I'm thirty. I'm Damn. I'm two away. I should have I should have forty. I've I've Damn. dropped a, I've dropped a couple. What about you?
3: I got one. One. one okay, pick.
1: oh yeah, explain that one pick. Uh, I was in Vegas, it was sick. Um, drew Locke through four picks, it was great. Like, hated the Broncos, uh, when we were in Vegas, and so, uh, you know, I got a pick, threw a f- couple people down. I was, I made it to the nine yard line, dude. I really wanted to. How sport. far where you, where
2: did you, where did you catch that? It, it was How like a far?
1: 25 yard return, okay, yeah. What would you have done in stiff arms? Oh, you know what? It's probably a good thing I didn't score. You know I mean? <laughs> well, it's probably done. a good thing I didn't like,
3: score. I've never even been asked that question. <laughs> I, like,
1: if I had scored, just like, I don't know, like if I would have done a dance or something. or just, Well, you like, got to
3: do something, right?
1: Yeah, no, like everyone just like jumped on me. It was sick. It was a cool play. Yeah, they are like, Carl, I got a pick? You know?
2: Warm embrace with the teammates. Yeah, something that's, like that. That's awesome. Yeah. I gotta say, man, like I'm I'm so glad to have met you today. I'm me glad too. you came yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, like, love it, the man. energy, love what you bring in. This was hilarious. Your your answers, I did not expect them. Uh, the first the, three of the top, I, like, I was like, damn, I yeah. ain't never heard that one before. <laughs> yeah, my first welcome to Info1 was a three hour asshole. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, that was yeah, that's real, man. I, we appreciate you coming on yeah, the show. Thanks man. for having me. It's hysteric, yeah. You
3: are a blessing, man. I oh appreciate it, man. Much success
2: to raise you in the business Thank you. yes, what you're doing. Thanks, guys. Man, awesome! So awesome. you so much. Keep yeah. it going,
3: man. You're a beautiful person, man. Appreciate For real. You, it, really yeah. are. you got so a great much. spirit. You got great energy, great yeah. juice. I understand Thank why you. all so your yeah. teammates love you so much. Thanks. Uh, you are truly uh, a great spirit, bro. It's real talk. You got, you brought it. the freaking juice. Always bring the juice. All you need to do now is just become a faster driver. No.
1: Yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> we're about Willis? yeah, we're strong. Um, no, man, this has, has been awesome. Me. This is probably one of my favorite interviews, if not my favorite interviews. This is great. Yeah, if you oh, got, I live in New York now, so you guys next time. I mean, you're here all the time. You work here, so yeah, definitely, yeah, yeah, we're, we're yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. We'll, I had a picture we'll a I had a picture of margaritas last night, man, on a Wednesday. You got to come to town, man.
3: We were
2: just at the bar. I was at the bar by myself. So yeah, next time, I got it. We got you, sure. got you. This will not be
3: our last time, our last visit with Carl Nassib. So thank you. Bro. Yeah, of course. Appreciate thank you so it, much, for all of our viewers and listeners out there. Thank you as well. I mean, we love this guy. He's definitely coming back. Uh, give us a five star rating, a review. Click that. Uh, click that follow button, and wherever you can listen to your podcast, whether it's Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio Podcasts, and thank you once again to iHeartRadio Studios here in beautiful New York City. New York City. Thank you for having us. As always, Peanut, get us up out of here, hey, boss. Man, I'm Peanut Tillman.
2: This Roman OG Harper. That's Carl, CEO, NASA, And hey, man, this is the NFL Player Second X Podcast, and we out. Hi, Heart Studios. Peace.